Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From B105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna Podcast. Jesse, you know how if you've never had experience in a job, it's kind of hard to like get your foot through that door. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you can't work here unless you have experience. And it's like, how do I get the experience? I've got to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. There's a guy going viral who says that dating is the same sort of situation. He went out with a girl and they started talking about past relationships. And he said, well, I've never actually had a girlfriend. She's like, ooh, sorry, I can't be with you. That's a red flag for me that you've never had a girlfriend. And so he says that he struggled with this before. And he's like, how am I supposed to get a girlfriend if no one wants to date me because I've never had a girlfriend? So I, it depends on how old he is. I do... Just to give both sides here, I kind of get her perspective just a little bit. Like, if he's, like, 45, he's like, I've never had a girlfriend, there's questions to be answered there. Why is that? Like, am I, in her mind, maybe she's like, am I wasting my time on this? Been Other girls have already figured it out in advance, and you just didn't even yeah. get to that phase. They were like, I don't want to be in that much of a relationship with you. My other, me defending him, though, is that he just needs to find the right girl because that girl is, uh, she's not one to do anything with it. I'm sure there'll be a girl somewhere that'll be like, you're sweet. You're a nice guy. Let's, let me get to know you. And yeah, maybe like it will that work doesn't out. bother me that you, that I'll be the, the first girlfriend that I'll you have. I'll be the judge of that. Like, uh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. I agree with you on that, but I'm, I think I would be in the girls, the girl, same boat as the girl. Um, if I went out with a guy and he said that he'd never been in a relationship, I think that would... Did I tell? Bit. Did I tell you what happened to me at a gas pump a couple weeks ago? Uh, I don't think so. Oh man! I'm, oh <laughs> okay. man! This guy. Where is this I'm going? at the gas pump, and a car across from me, just right on the other side of the gas pump. This guy's like, "Are you Jesse?" And I look up and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You probably don't remember me. I'm such and such. We used to volunteer at uh, this church together." I'm like, "Oh yeah." Oh. We had this whole conversation, and I don't remember how it came up. And he's like, are you married? I'm like, no, and I'm not married. And then he goes, uh, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm surprised you're not married. Oh. I go, oh, uh, well, <laughs> I um, I am dating someone. He goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. And I go, oh, boy. I th that inside voice of his came out. He was like, thinking it. He's like, why is this guy? You know, What's and I'm wrong with you kind of a thing? Is that what you're saying? It's like, like Jesse, you know, if I could just, and I'm not, I don't know, but like I, maybe he's thinking, this is a guy that has a good job. He, you know, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. You know, some might say very good looking. Okay. No, calm I'm kidding. Down. But my, my point is he said that and I felt a little defensive at that point. I'm like, well, yes. Well, I'm dating someone. I've been I, seeing someone. I, was like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not married, but I, uh, I'm not all alone either. Uh, I'm not, not yeah. talking to somebody. So yeah. So people have no, they, those perceptions. They do. And I, you know, I, I'm starting to feel that way a little bit too, where people, they, the biggest question that people have for me is like, are you dating somebody? And when I say no, they, I can see it in their eyes. Like, Oh, so you're crazy. What's wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> like, oh yes, I am. But <laughs> it depends. Yeah. You go through your phases. 
No. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I'm not saying you're agreeing. <laughs> well, no, not being crazy. Your your dating phases where you decide I'm not going to date for a oh, little bit. Okay, or, yeah. You've got you've exactly. gone. I've seen you go months with that. You're like I'm just not going to do it for now. Yeah. Eh, someone always gets back up on the wagon. Her name's Anna. I'm back on the wagon. <laughs> Watch out, boys. <laughs> Traffic with Denise. Jesse and Anna's truth jar. Today is your turn to answer a question out of our truth jar. Jesse, we got this jar in here filled up with questions, and each day we take turns on who has to answer. Mm. So, Jesse, what is something that you thought was a rich people thing when you were a kid? Um, Red Lobster. <laughs> Same. Okay. Really? Yeah. That was a nice, it was like a fancy restaurant. A hundred percent. And by the way, um, I have only in my life eaten at a Red Lobster oh, once, like once or twice, like sat down, ate at a Red yeah. Lobster. I've gotten to go maybe two or three times, but total amount of times in my entire life, let I can, on one hand, I can count the amount of times okay. I've eaten at Red yeah. Lobster. And I remember the first time I went, which was only like five years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Oh, wow. First time I went, I go, oh, it's like the Olive Garden of seafood. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. And by the way, Olive Garden was also a very fancy place. Same. Same. And I also thought Long John Silver's was too. But, okay, well, now that one I is, was wrong. That one doesn't make sense. But Red Lobster is not, it is definitely, I would kind of put it in this, However you want to look at it. But in my mind, now that I look at it, I go, that is a solid middle-class restaurant. That is a, that's a fancy place. You go every now and then. I, I don't know. Some people go all the time, but it's not like uh, inexpensive. Yeah, it, that's the thing about it. It's not, it's not like a cheap restaurant. I think it's because it's a chain restaurant yeah. that makes it feel like, oh, it's not fancy enough. Let me tell you something. Is that what it In is? my hometown of DeWitt, Iowa, of 5,000 people, the closest Red Lobster maybe was 25, 30 minutes away. I didn't know what was and what wasn't a chain. I just know we didn't have it in our hometown. Yeah. And we never, <laughs> ever got to go. I never had Chinese food till I turned 20 years old. Okay. So this is the kind of life I led. Again, Long John Silver's. Thought it was. Fa- I thought that was a fancy seafood restaurant. Why did you think? Did you think it was fancy because it was seafood? Because or what? <laughs> yes, we didn't. My, you know what seafood I was exposed to as a kid? Fish sticks. Yeah. Okay. Like every Friday. Yeah. We had. Yeah. We went to Long John Silver's <laughs> when I was like three or. F- I mean, I really, really young, and I just remember the ropes outside. You know, it was like oh, the, you're the like, this is like, nice. like you know they're tying the boat up or something. Like Long Long John Silver's just seemed like, like we're a, in Maine. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the hush puppies, please. Yeah, ring the little bell. Don't they have a bell there? I don't know. I think they do. I don't know if still if I've been inside of a, <laughs> uh, a Long John Silver's. Okay. Since then. Yeah. But, but no, yeah. And then I went a couple of years ago, and I remember uh, somebody at the time was like, you better try try the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I go, what are those? I, I had no idea. Yeah, they're I'd so never, good. never even heard of them yeah. in my entire life. So, yes, 100% Red Lobster was what rich people did. And we, since there were too many people in our family, we couldn't afford it. It was just Pizza Hut. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same for you. I still kind of feel that way. Yeah, exactly. I do miss that Olive Garden, though. Back to that real quick. 
I think things went downhill after they took the wheels off the chairs. I still, okay. I you know, when you could roll around, it was a different time. Might get Red Lobster tonight, actually. Oh, really? Feeling fancy. What was supposed to be a 20-minute walk turned into about an hour and a lot of panic. I got lost at the park the other day. Mm. I go to this park all the time, and generally it takes me about 20, 25 minutes to do the same little walk, hike that I do. Mm -hmm. This time, I thought I'll switch it up. I'm going to try for the more advanced trail. And I did. And, you know, turn right, turn left. I'm taking all these twists and turns until finally I realized I've been walking for a while. I should probably turn around because I'm not seeing like the end of the trail. And when I turned around, I realized I haven't kept track of which way. I was just walking and not paying attention. You know, I was just enjoying nature. And um, so I was lost. And I'm in the middle of the woods. I don't see any other people that I could ask a question and my phone, this this happened on Sunday. So remember how there were like uh, possible tornadoes and there were like really severe thunderstorms. And it was right before that. So my phone is saying like, be prepared, like storms are coming. Oh my gosh. So I start worrying and I'm like, oh no. And then I realize I don't really have the best service either because I try to get into my Google Maps to find, which... I just parked on the side of the road, so it's not like I really had a, a direct location for uh-huh. the maps to take me out of anyways, uh, but I'm doing my best, and my maps would freeze up, and then, you know, they'd be taking me one way, and then they'd, like, change direction, you know, how they, they like, All constantly change. All the time, change. Google, when you're walking, yeah. And eventually, I just kept trying to, like, stay on one path that I at least knew was the opposite direction. And eventually I made it through, but it took me an hour. <laughs> it generally takes me 20 minutes. The panic I felt, I was that, freaking out. That happened to me in a corn maze one time. I'm like, <laughs> oh I can't do gosh. it. I fail. I fail. And I was just like, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to break the rules here. And I just started walking through the corn. Through the corn. <laughs> and I was just like, eventually, if I'm doing this right, I'm just going to walk out of the corn. I followed voices. I could hear voices of people outside of the corn maze. And sure enough, it was like a scene from Field of Dreams, like the ghost yeah. players coming out of the corn. That was me. And there's Jess. I'm like, found your way failure, out. Failure, failure me. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to listen for voices, but there was nobody, probably because storms were on their way. Well, um, I've got some 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 self-rescue tips from the U.S. Forest Service. Oh. So just tell me, when this happened, when you were almost lost in the woods the other day, which we're, well, anyway, you were, you're out walking. Yes. Tell me if you did any of these things. Okay. Did you? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stop and rest when you started to feel tired. No, in fact, I was walking as fast <laughs> as possible because I was panicked about storms. Um, Did you rest in the shade for at least 30 minutes when you stopped to eat? 
There was no food. <laughs> no. And I was wearing all black and it was in the 80s. It was a hot. Okay. So no. All right. That brings me to my next uh, self-rescue tip from the uh, U.S. Forest Service. Did you make sure to drink enough water to avoid dehydration? There was no water. No water. I had nothing. Did you stop and fix small problems while they're small? Like if you ignore your body, Anna, and you keep pushing, pain and illness, it's only going to get worse and make recovery more difficult. No, I I proceeded on. My final question for you from the U.S. Forest Service for self-rescue tips if you get lost. Oh, sure. Did you avoid hiking between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on a hot day? (laughs) I think it was like towards the end of Uh-oh. the cutoff, but uh, no. right at the hottest part of the day. <laughs> You're like, where's the sun in the skies? Is it yeah. toasty out? Let's go to the park. Uh, I like to think I'm a nature girl, but um, I've got a compass. I, I think you too. have one too, right? I don't yeah. know why we have them, but I, I will give you a compass. And you're going to have to figure out geo-navigating or something. See, I don't know what that's called. You know how directionally challenged I am. I don't. We're going to hear about help. you falling in a lake or something. <laughs> Taylor Swift. It's going to be in town this weekend. Sold out show. Two shows, Friday and Saturday at Paycor Stadium. And, uh, Anna, we got some scams going around. Yeah, which so, is to be expected, I feel like, with a, a tour this big. But some of these scams, I could see how it's getting people. And so we're going to tell you about um, one in particular, to, which is a little scary, but you just have to be kind of vigilant, if, if, whatever that word is, vigilant. Yeah. Vigilant. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word. Be vigilant. Yeah. Um, basically, a mom... Was uh, trying to buy, she saw in a, in a parents group on Facebook that uh, one of her neighbors, one of the neighbor moms was selling tickets for two tickets for 500 bucks. And she's like, well, this looks legit. Like I know Carol or whatever. Down the street. Yeah. And so she like sent the money over and she ended up getting screenshot or uh, like pictures of the tickets, not the tickets, mm-hmm. not the actual things transferred over. Come to find out it, her neighbor had been hacked. So it was not even a real account. It was like a neighbor that was pretending, or somebody else pretending to be the neighbor. So it looked like her profile, yeah. but really it was a scam It was profile. a scam. Ah, oh, dang. So there are That's, a couple of things that you yeah. can do. These seem fairly simple, but it's important to know, first of all, it seems too good to be true. It probably is. But StubHub, SeatGeek, 333 Seat, Vivid Seats, these are all reputable resellers. But they say to make sure that these companies take credit cards for payment. Because yeah. if you use a credit card and something goes wrong, credit card companies are usually going to refund you. So yeah. you're not going to be out the money. Uh, and then the, the websites offer a money-back guarantee. But another lady bought tickets, Anna, from one of these reputable sites. And then days later backed out and refused to transfer the tickets. So was she still out of the money? No. So she wasn't out of the money in that case, but she got her hopes up about having tickets. Correct. And, and realizing that, no, she yeah. doesn't get the So tickets. the last thing you want to do is here on a Tuesday, purchase tickets from one of those sites, and then it's like Thursday and you still don't have them and you're making all these plans. Yeah. So the Better Business Bureau says continue to you know use Ticketmaster or these other great resale sites. Yeah. But also instruct the seller to transfer the tickets to your ticket master account immediately and not days later when they could back out of the deal. And then don't ever pay with like Venmo or Cash App or Zelle. Yeah, that's always sketchy. any of those. Don't do that. And if you're, I guess in the case of that mom who fell for the profile that looked like her neighbor, but it was a a fake account, maybe like try to get a hold of them by their phone number. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's... Let's make sure that this is 
correct. Because I've seen a lot of my, I've seen a lot of people on social media just post that they have about getting ready for the concert. And I see in the comments, there will be these random mm. scam pages that are like, I have tickets for sale. And clearly it's not legit, but it's, they're popping up everywhere on a lot of different profiles. It's a lot of times on comments too, where somebody's like trying That's, to take advantage yeah. of, Hey, I'm trying to get rid of these tickets. A great price. And I got to say, I saw one earlier and it might have been real, but it could have very well been fake. And it fooled me. I never, I didn't even think it was fake. Yeah, but it almost just feels like it's not even worth pursuing that. You know? know just, just, yeah. yeah. Just know that if it's only a couple hundred bucks for the tickets, that it's, just doesn't make sense. They no. can make they can make a lot more selling those tickets than that. Yeah. Because it's sold out. I feel like I've had this discussion before. Anna, are there ever any stores you go into? You walk into the store and you realize after a very short period of time that uh, you've relaxed so much that your body's like... I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need to go. Yeah. And uh, we're not, we're, there's two options and we're talking number two. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the store and you're like, <laughs> yeah. why? And then you realize it's always the same store mm -hmm. or type of store over yeah. and over and over. And here, a story today, multiple people have been posting on TikTok. They're like, every time I go to TJ Maxx, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Every single time. And it's true. There is science behind this. And here's what it is. Because I have this problem. It's not TJ Maxx. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. It is Home Depot and any bookstore that I have ever been in. Especially if I know that I'm going to pick a book and kind of sit down in one of the comfy chairs and Hang have a coffee. And <laughs> I just, yeah, I yeah. relax. All right. But they basically say the, the science behind why you have to go number two when you go into certain stores is because when your senses are relaxed or you smell a relaxing scent... Your sensory cells are working to analyze your surroundings, and then it sends a signal to your brain to let it know that it's time for you to go to the bathroom. So it's basically okay, if you're so comfortable enough and it knows that you're in a relaxed state, it teams up with your gut and begins to get things moving. It's time to go. I'm telling you, it has like been a joke. Like my sister-in-law was talking about my twin brother to me. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it's she, what she says, like, well, if your brother's been stopped up, he just goes to Lowe's. And uh, he's good I to go. Know, like, this yeah. is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Mine is TJ Maxx because that's it? one of my favorite stores. And then Target is another one. And I think, and then, and there's been times when I've left the store, actually many times where I've just, I've left the store because there's just, uh, there's no hanging out. I gotta be honest with you. I used, <laughs> to have come a, back. I used to have a problem with doing that. I won't do it at work in our public bathroom, but like, if I'm in a store, I'm like... I don't know these people. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow this place up or anything. But I don't care. I don't and some of these comments as people talking about like this happening online are yeah. making me laugh so hard. Yeah, read read a few of Here's them. Here's a couple of them. The uh, first one was to this day I've had the best movement of my life in a TJ Maxx bathroom. <laughs> uh somebody said I go to TJ Maxx after I've been constipated for a few days. Okay. And then somebody said, as a TJ Maxx associate, without the privilege of an associate bathroom, we are very well aware oh, and you are not alone, no. which means this is going on a lot. Yeah. And honestly, it's disturbing um, to think of it that way. Eh. I feel like you got to do what you got to do, but I don't know. Go home if you can. It's, it's the same stores. I'm just like, man, am I that relaxed when I'm walking down the aisles at Home Depot? Home Depot. I'm like, oh man, I could do, I could. Do home improvement. I can buy this new little thing. <laughs> this for my lawn. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, my, my lawn. Look at these new sprinklers they're making. Like, it gets me all excited. <laughs> it's not, not normal. <laughs> yeah.
You're laughing. It's a little strange to say it out loud, but yeah, we all feel it. Uh. (laughs) It was just a couple weeks ago that Pat Sajak announced that he's retiring as the host of Wheel of Fortune. So he'll he'll finish out and then he'll retire in 2024. And Ryan Seacrest is officially taking his place. He just signed a multi-year agreement with the show. Ryan He's Seacrest. even going to be uh, help with producing the show. Ryan Seacrest. Not surprising. He, he just, he does American Idol. I think he was on E! hosting. He does on, on, everything. He does everything. And I feel like it's a thing for him where he's like, I just want to be busy all the time. And good for him because I'm pretty sure he'll do a good job. I, oh, I think he will. I like Ryan Seacrest. Anna has told me when it comes to Wheel of Fortune that uh, you've seen the show how many times? <laughs> I've not. And has never um, watched Wheel of Fortune. I like, I yeah, it's just one of those things that you always hear about, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. So, well, I can tell you, I love Wheel of Fortune. I'm not a big Jeopardy person, yeah. but Wheel of Fortune is a little more on my level. I tried out to be on it one time, didn't make yeah. it. <laughs> and but for the longest time, I would DVR the show. I'm talking years ago, yeah. But I would always skip the whole show and go right to the very end, the bonus round. And the reason I like the bonus rounds, because that's like where all the action is, like somebody can win this massive prize. Yeah. So the way the bonus round works is this. First of all, Wheel of Fortune, it's a wall, and then they'll have like a bunch of blank letters up there, spaces where letters are, and they'll give you a category, and they'll say, famous place, and you start spinning a wheel, winning money, guessing the letters. First person to solve the puzzle wins all that money. Okay. Okay? I think I've seen like pictures of the setup, so I I kind of have an idea. All right. Anna, we're going to do a bonus round of Wheel of Fortune right now. All right. It is a five-letter word. I'm literally holding up a five-letter puzzle. Okay. completely blank right now. All right. And the category is food. Category is food. You do get the letters R-S-T-L-N-E to fill in. Okay. So you're going to fill those in right now for me? I will fill it in for you right now. And that will fill in the last two letters. So again, a category of food, five-letter word. The last two letters are E and L. You have 15 seconds to guess what this is and go. Rotel. Rotel. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, oh my gosh, this is hard. Food. Five letters. Um, I don't know. Oh. B- Big L. Bagel. That's it. Bagel. <laughs> bagel. I should. You know what? Dang, that was right on. For bagel. I should give you that, but. No, what that is I correct. Baguette. You said baguette. And I'm like, what are you, French? What is <laughs> this? trying to sound it out. Wow. Bagel. All right. That is it. Wow. Okay. So I win. You what do I won. win? Uh, whatever. So they spin this little wheel, this little tiny wheel. They pull a card out. And then whatever's on the card is what you would have won. An Sometimes it's adventure. a million bucks. Oh. All yeah. right. It gets really exciting in the bonus round. Rotel was a good guess, though. That was- what a <laughs> random guess. Somebody has cheese dip on the mind. Well, I love salsa. Rotel. All right. 90% of people say that they wish they had a chief of happiness officer at work. And when I read this, weird. I thought of how our work, we have a fun committee here at the radio station. And I thought this was a joke when I first started working here. I heard people mention, oh, well, the fun committee will put this on. Right. And I thought like, Everyone was just was making jokes until I realized that, no, there are actual events that are work plans that the fun committee put together. No, it's like, you know, <laughs> give or take crazy. like once a month, we will, you know, they'll be like, hey, you know, what was like a big sports thing? You know, Super Bowl or football or whatever's coming up. The fun committee's putting together a thing. We're going to have a photo booth with football props. Yeah. 
and in a you know take pictures. And we're gonna have this all this food out for lunch. And then the fun committee put together a thing recently where we all went to like the Reds game during the day. Yeah. And um, it's just a thing. And I think it's great because I think it's great for morale. Um, I kind of, so that's never, you've never had that at a company you've worked at where they do things like that? No, never. Where they're just like, we're going to do a fun thing? No. The coworkers? And I was, you know, in TV shows, you see uh, people at their job where they're like, we're taking the annual canoe trip oh. and things like that. So our fun committee, it's almost like we have those things, but they're during the work hours. Oh, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? All of our stuff is during work hours. Yeah, Even our Christmas of, party is during the work hours. Instead of saying like, okay, take off this Saturday because we're oh, all no. going to get together. They they make it on a Wednesday um, which it's nice because not all jobs have that. Back in the day, we did a Segway tour and it wasn't officially the fun committee back then, but it was, it was like a team building thing. And we did it. <laughs> we went to Eden Park and oh I was on a Segway tour. I'm pretty sure Grover was part of my group. But anyway, <laughs> I lost control of my Segway going downhill <laughs> and I crashed into a curb oh, no. and flew off the Segway, like ripped my jeans <gasps> in front of everybody. Oh my gosh. Because on a Segway... They're really fun to ride, by the way. But when you're kind of careening out of control, your gut instinct, your human instinct is to like pull back. Almost like you're on a horse, like, whoa, and you're pulling it back. Yeah. That speeds it up. Oh, so you almost need to. You have to go. squat down. You have to lower your center of gravity. If you kind of like sit down, like lower your butt down to the oh, ground, gosh. that slows it down. It, but that's the last thing I was thinking of when I was going downhill at Eden Park. <laughs> I'm like probably doing like 10 miles an hour on a Segway. And every, I'm pulling back and I'm speeding up. Okay. Oh wasn't so much fun uh, on the fun committee that day. Yeah, I I would not want to do that, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I would totally do it again. Yeah, Maybe we would do a scooter, do the scooters downtown. What no, are they called? Scoot- or they're, a red they're bike called scooters. Or or- no, the bird scooters. The, birds, that's the, limes. the limes. I know all about the scooters. Trust me. That one of those haunted me last year. Yeah. You may remember, right? <laughs> Friday night. Downtown is going to get taken over by the madness of Taylor Swift. It's going to be crazy. Uh, both nights, Taylor Swift is going to be at Paycor Stadium. It's completely sold out. I mean, you can buy tickets. You're going to pay a lot of money for them. Re- uh, like uh, thousands. Resale. <laughs> But Airbnb has said that Cincinnati is currently the top trending destination of all Airbnb destinations for July 4th travel. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Well, and I think that also makes it nuts, the fact that not only Taylor Swift, but it's 4th of July weekend, too. So people already have a couple of days off, hopefully. They said the number one travel destination last year was, uh, how do you pronounce that in Greece? Mykonos? Oh, Mykonos. Mykonos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, my is God. Is taking over Greece because <laughs> of Taylor Swift this weekend. Oh, that's but it, crazy. But it's a very big deal. And uh, me and Anna are going to do our show on Friday. We're going to announce that we are going to be down there for the entire afternoon. Yeah, Playing Taylor Swift live. songs, hanging out. I think we're going to be across from the, uh, the Freedom Center down there. Yes. So kind of near the bank's area a little bit we'll be outside we had to get a ride we had to schedule a ride with one of our coworkers to get downtown because we're like we can't a swifty shuttle yeah driving down there would be nuts so i'm thinking about bringing down my handwritten letter from taylor swift remember she wrote me a card yeah. and i brought it in that's got the glitter and the little uh the guitar pick but I think I need to bring it down and put it in like a shadow box or something. Like, all it takes is one Swifty to come up and go running with it. I'm like, hey! 
steal it. We need to chain it down to the table. I think it would be a good idea to bring that. People might enjoy seeing that while they're out. Like a little exhibit. Yeah. Oh, you want to see... Taylor's handwriting up close. Well, because it's not just people that are going to the concert. What what was the number that we were told? Like 20,000 people or something expected just outside of the concert just to hang out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they've been playing Downtown. this for a long time. So, the Taygate. Yeah. People who aren't even going to the concert, they just want to be involved in the environment of it this are coming out. It'll be wild. So we will be there Friday afternoon, 3 to 7, doing our show uh, for night one of Taylor Swift to Paycor. Jesse and Anna's emotion of the day. This is how we wrap up our show, take a look back on the day and the show and how it made us feel. I am feeling uh, amazed tonight because it's already the end of June. I feel like this time of year, every year I feel this way towards the end of June, I'm like 4th of July is here? Summer just started. Yeah. Like it, how did we already get here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because the 4th of July is sort of that middle ground of summer and I just... I'm amazed and shocked that we're already here this weekend. Got my family's big party. I'm going to go too. And Mm. it just feels shocking. Like time flies by. Yeah, it seems to happen every year. Uh, I don't mind it. Like summer's not my favorite season of the year. Oh, so um, I just opened up someone's telling you right there post on social media, and they're like, "Imagine you're sitting inside on a fall day watching football." I'm like, "Stop it! Hold on, well, stop let's it right it now." I love summer. I no, I like summer. I just don't like you know. Have you ever been just sitting outside on a really hot day, and the back of your knees start sweating? You're like, "Yeah, it's too hot. I don't, I don't want that. That's, I don't. I, it's fine with as me. long as it's not humid. Yeah. It's perfect summer weather today. Look at that. Oh yeah." Smoky, hazy. <laughs> what is ah, it? Take a big breath. Seventy-six. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't no, do that. I'm, I'm kidding. Air, air quality a, alert. What yeah, a beautiful day. That's terrible. My emotion of the day today is uh, I'm relieved. Oh. I'm relieved that because earlier on the truth jar, Anna, you asked me what when I was a kid I considered a rich person activity. Yeah. And I said going. To Red Lobster. <laughs> and I'm relieved because you agreed with me and also said that was something that you consider yes. a rich person activity. I'm like, oh, good. Not just me. Not just an Iowa thing. Is Not that what you an, thought? Yeah. Like an Iowa thing? Yeah. But I also thought Long John Silver's was a rich person thing, and you did not agree with that. That, I didn't... Uh, not so much. I didn't even know what Long John Silver's was until I was, you know, fast older. Fast food. <laughs> we didn't eat... Yeah, we didn't eat fast food when I uh, um, was a kid, really. No, but, but Red Lobster was... I mean... Going to Red Lobster near where I grew up in Iowa, we like you said earlier, we might as well have just it might as well have been as far as Maine away. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like are I we no, millionaires? I had no relationship to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. I mean, really, it's not it's not a super cheap meal, but I don't know if no. that's like a rich person's activity. Well, there were six kids. <laughs> there were there were six kids in our family. So it was an eight person thing when we went to a restaurant. That's, so even back in the day, if it was ten bucks a person, that's you know, with I don't know what my parents are doing. Back in the day, that would have been like sixty, seventy bucks. So now that would be like 150, 200 bucks for they're like we can get each you a meal at McDonald's for three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so guess where we're going? It was the same. Yeah, there were five kids in my family. It was the same boat. That's why. Anyway, we're eating at home. Live and learn. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from three to seven Eastern. Stream us at b105.com.